Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Save Strength podcast. Today, I had a conversation with Karen all about bodybuilding and her experience as a coach and some tips and tricks that she would give to girls who were wanting to start out in the bikini division. I hope you guys enjoyed the chat. She was so wonderful and so sweet. Thank you again, Karen. And here we go. I think every gym should have a coffee machine. <laughs> we just newly added that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because okay. every trainer was like complaining. We do have a Starbucks next door. Yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah, we yeah. were so close. Yeah, and it's a big Starbucks as well. Like everyone's like, when they look out, they're like, oh, what is it? Because it's like yeah. kind of like rooftop-ish. So how long have you guys been in this gym? Um, we have been open since September. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it was like quite... Well, it was yeah. not the best time to start a gym because it was COVID and as soon as we opened, yeah. there were like several times of lockdowns. Oh um, but thankfully, yeah. um, I think we have a really good team. Yeah. And people, I think what we sell here, obviously like we want to sell the brand name, yeah. but mostly really the coach's name. So yeah. a lot of people come to us for the results we've made previously. Yeah. Um, people trust us and they support us yeah. so now we've actually built a pretty big team we have a team of let me count sorry give me time people okay. <laughs> um well let's say 10 coaches mm -hmm. we have a team of 10 coaches now um so we're happy yeah, yeah we're in a happy point so you are a coach could you please introduce yourself to everybody of course um so first of all i am an ifbb professional bikini athlete i'm gonna say that out loud yeah <laughs> and i'm an online coach um, I coach people for competition prepping or lifestyle as well. And of course, I also run a gym, hit personal training. I'm one of the personal trainers here as well, doing one-on-one -on -one sessions. That's amazing. Okay, so we're going to start, if it's all right with you, with your bodybuilding journey. Because I have been following you from pre-pro. Is that... Yeah, pre, oh, you really? were a pro, so I was oh, like, really? oh, yes. oh, wow. So <laughs> tell me all about that journey and how was it? How did you get there? So I started competing 2017 um, when I met my boyfriend, James. Um, he was the one that got me into it. Yeah. Um, at that time, I was, I was already training a lot mm. and everyone around me were like, you should do a competition. But I was quite unsure. To be yeah. honest, I didn't know what it was like. Um, then when I met James, he was prepping for a show. Um, yeah, so I saw that go through all that and I also met his coach at the time, Peter. And we had several chats that were like, yeah, you should totally do it. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll do one just for the sake of it, just to see what it's like. Um, because I was actually really um, impressed with what James went through when he was doing his prep. Um, and I just loved it. And after one, I wanted to do one more and then another one and another yeah. one. and. So I just jumped into some international shows um, for my second show and I placed pretty well. Um, I think I placed third. Yeah. For your second show. Yes, for my second show. And then the, uh, the judge at the time, the head judge, so it, it was like an international judge yeah. for IFBB. So he told me that I had potential to turn pro. And to be honest, at that time, I still didn't know what it really meant. And my coach, who is a professional athlete as well, he was like, you have no idea how many years I've tried to become pro. So if you're, you're, if the judge tells you that now, you have to pursue it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then so I started to take it more seriously. Then I started to 
at first I just wanted to enjoy the prep journey,、mm-hmm. like the whole process.、Yeah. But then my mindset kind of switched, so I started like aiming for the pro card. I tried to work with. A couple other coaches to see who could help me get there.、Mm-hmm. I mean, I learned a lot from each and every of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then in 2019, I had I ju- I was just set to I I was so determined. I was like telling James I have to get the pro card this year.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I started competing. I started prepping in June 2019, and then I worked until November. So nonstop prepping in November. I Competed several shows, and at every show, everyone's like, "Oh, are you done for this year?" I was like, "No, I will. I'll be done after I get the pro card." And then I did it in Macau in 2019 November, and at that time, I thought, if I don't get it next weekend, I'm going to Malaysia. But thankfully, I got it in Macau, so I was able to rest after. And is it normal for you to like jump into an international show on like your second time? Or is that like a massive decision that you just kind of like skipped over? <laughs> I I don't know. I think because in Asia there is not a、okay. lot of opportunities,、yeah. so I feel like now more girls are more open to traveling to compete. Yeah.、Um, but for me, I never wanted to、um, compete in smaller scale competitions.、Yeah. Like I knew I'll be faced with like. Very high level competitors that might have competed like ten other times before that, but I rather like not place in like in front of those girls, but be in like a competitive lineup. Yeah, so that was my mindset. But again, like I said, I never really aimed to earn the pro card at、yeah. first. So I just wanted to get the experience, stand next to those girls, and、yeah. see how I really looked next to next to them. Um, but then, when you want to earn the pro card, you、yeah. you do need to compete in an international pro qualifiers. And what was that switch like in your head? You said at first you didn't really want to go pro, but then how was it? Like, what changed in your mind to be like, no, I'm fucking doing this? No, I just feel like I was not very confident before,、mm-hmm. so I was just I never thought I would make it my career. Yeah, yeah I just thought I'm one of the girls that just put on a bikini and is dead on stage.、Mm-hmm. Cause like you have to be pretty brave to stand in a bikini and high heels on stage, and like a lot of people,、um, I also have my own insecurities, and of course there were things, body parts that I wasn't really confident in. So I never thought I had the bikini shape that they wanted, and then of course when I started to. Do quite well, and then even the judge told me I had the potential. I was like, why not? Why why、yeah. not try? Yeah. So my confidence obviously like increased a lot,、yeah. and I was just like, let's do it. Let's try. And 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 this sport is quite rewarding because like it's day in and day out, and if you put in the work, the results will really show.、Yeah. Um. So. When I saw what I was able to do at the end of prep, I'm just like, yeah, it's nothing is really unachievable. Yeah. So I just thought I will try. Why not? Absolutely. I love、yeah. that. I love that you found your confidence through yeah sport for sure、yeah. for sure. Like I I would say weight training in general, not just bodybuilding. It's really、yeah. changed my life. Of course, now it's my career. And it's my passion. I'm able to be in this podcast also because yes, of fitness. Yes, thank、Venus. you. <laughs> yeah, so definitely love it. 
What do you say to girls who are a bit nervous to get into weight training? Because I'm sure you must have a lot of them come yes. through. <laughs> um, well, don't be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of them probably, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like most girls say they don't want to lift weights because they don't want to get big or they don't want to become don't wanna get bulky. Yep. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> It's hard you know, to get bulky. Yeah, it's really hard. We just don't have the hormones to do that mm. naturally. Yeah. Um, even for myself, I train, I'm a bodybuilder. I train five times a week very intensely. And it's still hard for me to, to put on muscle. Like it's really years of consistency along with diet. So don't be nervous about that. But there are obviously ways to train for your goals as well do some research speak to professionals see what your goals are but do look at things that you're really interested in so if you by any chance want to um, get stronger or maybe compete in a powerlifting competition don't look at bodybuilding training <laughs> um, but yeah just just don't be discouraged don't be intimidated um, I think also that is people get shy at the gym. They feel like, oh, other people are so hardcore. They're so strong. Mm -hmm. I don't want to step in the, inside the gym because they might laugh at us. But honestly, I, I think a lot of people are focused on themselves when they're in the gym. But if anything, when I see beginners stepping into the gym, I actually feel very happy that they're there. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, like they're trying to improve their health. Um, or just get better at uh, get get stronger get fitter so i think it's it's great like i never look down to people and i have never heard any of that from other coaches or yeah. like fitness people as well i feel like that speaks a lot to how people are feeling inside when they say things like that when they're worried about people judging yeah. them because you're so busy judging yourself exactly that you're worried that exactly. everyone else thinks that about you as well exactly but also like if you never get started yeah. you would never get there to the end goal right exactly like even for me like i said earlier i was not very confident before um but if i never really stepped out of my comfort zone to compete or to start weightlifting i would never be where i am today exactly so i think just yeah. just do just it do it <laughs> right just yeah. don't be nervous just do it step out of your comfort zone but obviously do it safely yeah. and with a professional please. yes exactly yeah. don't hurt yourself yeah. now i want to jump back a little bit to what that prep process was like mm -hmm. for your competitions what is the kind of mindset you have to be in and what does your day-to-day -day look like oh you have to, well this i actually <laughs> want all the girls that want to compete to hear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of people underestimate what they really need to go through they just think oh maybe i will train and eat clean a little bit and then i will put on bikini get a tan on and then step on stage um of course you can also do that but if you want to do well in this sport you really have to be so dedicated you have to sacrifice a lot and if anything, you have to be a bit selfish. You have to just think about yourself sometimes. As in, perhaps you have to miss a lot of events, family dinners, um, Christmas when when your family, well, my boyfriend is English, so, so they love big Christmas dinners and they think you have to have champagne at those dinners. So when that happens, you will just have to learn to say no. Or if you have to put time in training, you have to prioritize that over 
perhaps spending time with your friends' family. So I think you have to. It's a sacrifice. To, it is yeah. a sacrifice. You have to be like tunnel vision, right?、Mm-hmm. You have to be, be really focused and again do a lot of research and get a coach. A lot of get a coach for everything, <laughs> for for your prep, for posing, and a lot of people. Bikini is a full package,、mm-hmm. so you can't just get a really good physique and step on stage.、Um, you have to get your makeup right, your posing right, your hair right.、Um, even the physique, even if you think it looks good, it doesn't. It might not look good to the judge. You need to understand the standard as well.、Um, so. So in that case, I think you really need to get a coach that understands the division you're competing in.、Um, there are actually several divisions、yeah. in in women bodybuilding. Would you mind explaining why you chose bikini? To be、division? honest, I chose bikini.、Um, bikini is the one of the most popular divisions.、Um, so we have bikini and. Wellness, figure, physique, bodybuilding. So there are several divisions, and those divisions require a lot, a lot more muscle mass.、Okay. Yeah. So in a way, bikini is considered. I don't want to offend anyone、yeah. by saying that.、Um, let me try to. Think of,、uh, well, bikini is the smallest, but also the most feminine. Okay.、Uh, you still need to, and I think it's the most achievable way in a natural way. You、okay. honestly just need to train hard, then, and also you are disciplined. You diet well and work very hard, then you can get there. You can get the look you want. So because of that, I I thought I wanted to do this, but also it's just the look I really like the most. Yeah, it's the look I I enjoy looking like、mm. and. Enjoy walking in on a daily basis, yeah. So I think just try to, yeah, compete in the division you like the most.、Mm-hmm. Actually, that what makes me want to say something.、Uh, I remember. So there's bigger, right? Bigger、yeah. is a more muscular look、um, and way bigger. So if I wanted to compete in bigger, I will have to put in a lot, a lot, a lot more size than muscles.、Um, and I remember there was this. Guy, I've actually been thinking about this the last two days. I, I hold grudges a lot. <laughs> really, I love it.、Okay. Yeah, and then like so back in the days before I even compete, started competing, he was like, "Oh, you should compete in vigor." Why、I、was he saying that? Yeah, he he thought I had the potential for okay, figure. Okay. Um, but to be honest, fig a figure competitor will be a lot bigger than、yeah. what I am now. So I and also I don't really I admire people that compete in that division, but I don't want to. I don't want to compete in the division. I'm. I don't really want to look that way,、uh, muscular wise. And then he kept saying that to me, and then I was like, when you, like I said to you, when you compete in a show, bodybuilding show, you really have to sacrifice a lot. When I go through that process, of course I want to compete in a division. I want to compete in. I'm not gonna com- put myself through that to compete in a division I don't want to compete、yeah. in. So he kept telling me that. I just ignored him. Uh, it's quite discouraging when you are prepping as well because I want to look like a bikini athlete and you keep telling me I look like a figure athlete. What are you talking about? <laughs> and and then when I after I won my professional status, the pro card, I ran into him on the street. He came to me, oh Karen, you should compete in figure. I'm、You're、just like, like, dude, look at this. A pro card. <laughs> he knew I won, but what are you talking about? Even the judge thought、yeah. I. Belong to the bikini division. 
Stop talking. He's just trying to be annoying. It sounds like yeah, that's not helpful. Yeah, it's completely off the topic. But it's just like, hopefully he listens to this. I know, pay attention, dude. We're bikini athletes. Yeah, but anyway. Oh, completely off topic what we're talking about. No, that's Why okay. did I choose bikini? Yeah. Right? I just like the look. It's a bit more achievable. Yeah. That's it. And then how did you eventually make that switch into coaching? And we'll definitely talk about this gym soon. I, no, I started coaching before I started competing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yes, but it's actually funny. I used to work in an office. So when I was in uni, I had a travel management degree. Okay. And so I started working in a hotel after I graduated. Um, then, but I was always into, into training. So I would... I, I, I was so dedicated. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep using this word. <laughs> no. Sorry, I'm not cocky people. <laughs> it's not cocky. I was so in love with fitness that I would literally sneak out. I worked in TST. Mm-hmm. So I would talk to Ferry to IFC Pure to train in my lunch break and then go back to office. And I will went back to Pure after work to train maybe second time, which is not smart. You don't need to train twice or twice a day but at the time I didn't have a lot of knowledge so I just thought oh the more I train the better so at the time I would do that um, then I met again my boyfriend James <laughs> yeah a lot of credits to him um, <laughs> did he, you meet him at the gym yes oh, I did nice. yeah so I met him at the gym but at the time he was he was already a trainer mm-hmm. um, he worked for one of the best uh, well-known PT gyms in Hong Kong and i just really admired what he did like they made loads of results like life-changing clients results i was just like so so into it so i always listened to the story he talked about i just loved it um it it did cross my mind oh do i want to become a trainer Uh, but i wasn't sure because i I feel like loving to train doesn't mean you love to train clients. I wasn't sure if I had the passion for that, but I got like my qualification anyway, just in case I wanted to switch one day. Then one day I was training myself in the gym he worked in because they allowed girlfriends and stuff to train there in off peak hours. Maybe, hopefully the management <laughs> doesn't find out. But <laughs> anyway, at that time, I was training myself, and I went to the change room. I was, I always like say hi to people when I see people on the street. Like I will start conversation. So I saw this lady that I always saw in the morning. So I just started chatting with her. I was like, "Hi, morning. How are you? You always train, so like you're still hardworking kind of stuff." In a change room, change room kind of chat. Yeah. And then she started talking to me. She was like, "Are you a trainer?" I was like, no. And then she was like, she was training with another coach in that gym. And then she told me, if you are a trainer, I will totally train with you. I love your, your shape. You're so fit, etc. And I was like, well, I was planning to become one, but I wasn't sure. And then she was like, if you become a trainer, I will train with you immediately. I have friends that I want to pass to you as well. I was like, okay. So I went back to my office. I started thinking about that. She gave me her contact, but I never contacted her because I was hesitant. And then she actually reached out to me. So she was very keen. Then I was like, well, let's do it. Why not? No, actually, before that, I started to apply for the same gym my boyfriend worked in. And I went through several interviews. Then they told me that they wouldn't hire me 
because I was James's girlfriend, and <laughs> secrets. But I was quite annoyed at the time. I feel like if it was any other reason, I wasn't good enough. I didn't have the personality then, or I didn't have the quality. Then I would be fine.、Mm. But and also at the time, they had other couple trainers in the gym as well. So I just felt it wasn't a good enough reason, and I wasn't really happy. I thought it was like quite personal,、yeah. but I was just like, but it was the only gym I really wanted to work for. I think it was the gym that I could learn a lot,、um, and just develop as a coach. But then I was just like, well, I'll just start as a freelance trainer. I can learn on my own,、yeah. and James obviously helped me a lot. Then I started, and I just started renting. Space in a gym. Started as a freelance trainer. I literally had two clients, like that lady, and then one friend that she referred <laughs> me to.、Um, and I just built my own business. Started with two, and I also heavily rely on social media. I took, I did photo shoot. I posted clients' results and my own training. Then I started getting more interest and word of mouth from other clients. Then I became. Probably one of the busiest trainers at the gym at the time, and then I started. Yeah, and then I I I worked for a couple other gyms after as well. I decided to join some other gyms because I do think working as as a team is different、mm-hmm. than working for yourself. Money wise, yes, you earn a lot, quite a lot more if you're a freelance trainer or if you're busy, but. I wanted to grow as a trainer as well, and just working in a team environment is just pretty good. It's it's different, so I wanted a different challenge. Yeah. Then now, James, myself, and a couple other friends have started this gym, Hit Personal Training. We're very happy about this.、Um, we all have had experiences before, and. Actually, we have all worked together before in another gym, and we just like that we have the same mindset. We are very result driven, and we have the same philosophy working with clients. So we want to. And in previous gyms that we've worked in, we had quite a bit of restrictions. Like we we were not really free to do what we wanted with clients, and also there were so many rules that we kind of didn't believe in. Um, so and it wasn't really the happiest environment. So now we created this spot. We want to do it our way,、um, but also we wanted to make all the other trainers we recruited feel great here.、Um, we focus a lot on our staff, like whether they are happy or not. So yeah, now it's just a little family that we're quite proud of. And like I said, we've only been open since September,、um, but. We, we are very happy where we're at. We are busier, and we have had a lot of support supports, and we also have gotten quite a bit of repetition over the the months. So we're very happy about that. Those transformations are unreal. Thank like, you. So many of them、I、keep seeing them pop up on Insta. Yeah,、so、we have、good. more to post. I'm so excited <laughs> to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so、you. how is the day to day running of the gym? What kind of stuff do you take part in, and do you like it? What do you dislike about it? What、oh. do you love? What are the good parts of running your business?、What、I'm not sure if、parts? my colleagues are gonna hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so well, obviously I'm one of the coaches here, so I do coach clients,、mm-hmm. but、I、also hold the role of head of operations as well. So I do. Manage the gym, manage people, and help with 
marketing, um, thinking of new ideas for business development, etc. I love it. It's it's a good challenge, and it, yeah, I I really love it. But then there is kind of like no day off, you know. Like even when I'm not at the gym, when I'm at home, I'm constantly thinking about the gym, constantly thinking, oh, where we can improve on, or like. Maybe I hear complaints and we need to solve that problem. Constantly working on something. Like a lot of people like receive my emails on Sunday night. They're like, "Can you not?" <laughs> but yeah. But I'm also like, I feel like I'm the gym mom. Like I'm the mom. So like they must find me very annoying. <laughs> I bet they love、But、it. <laughs> there has to be someone that does that job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone needs a mom. <laughs> yeah. So. So I'm also the annoying principal that just go around catching people not doing the right thing. <laughs> Attention, good one. Exactly. Amazing. And you were talking a little bit about how you guys all share the same training philosophy and、mm. your results driven. Could you expand a little bit upon your philosophy? Well, what we do here is we do customize diet plan and training program for clients, and we do focus a lot on their success. But it's we care about how they feel as well. We want to be part of the journey to support them, but we don't want it to be military. Like you must just eat the chicken breast and broccoli, then get the results, and then we'll leave you that. We want it to be lifelong journey, like more sustainable. So a lot of we've heard what other gyms have done. Obviously, there are also a lot of successful PT gyms here, but we wanted to make it a little different. Just The little personal touch. So we don't. When we say customized diet plan, we really try to figure out what you really like and dislike, what your preferences are. We want it to be something you enjoy, and we we don't want to increase stress to your life, and we want to feel show sympathy.、Um, what whether you're going through stress in life, we want to be there for you, and even off the gym. And this is why we don't really have day off. Because even when we're not at the gym, we will still be messaging clients. How are you feeling today? Are you liking your meals? Like, is there anything we can change? And then after, so usually we do like a twelve-week transformation, right? So we are very on top of of each step. We do measurement all the time. We make changes when we need to to ensure that each client really makes results at the end of program. Um, but we want it to be an educational process for them as well, because after twelve weeks, what are you gonna do? Like some some clients might not want to continue to pay for PT for the rest of their life. Obviously, that we do have long term clients that just love having a coach, and、yeah. or they just change goals every now and then. Maybe、mm-hmm. before they've done a, a transformation, now they want to focus on strength.、Um, but there are clients that just. Perhaps they do it for just twelve weeks. They want to get the results and they want to do it on their own. So we want to educate them how they can do it after and just change the lifestyle,、um, improve their lifestyle, health, and fitness、yeah. as a whole. Yeah. It is obvious that you're so passionate about this. Yeah. So I kind of want to take a moment. Is the IFBB Pro Card? Is that the moment in your career that you're the most proud of? To be honest, wow. I I don't know. I think there are several moments. Well, also like the IFBB Pro Card is definitely one of the moments because it's just not an easy journey. In Hong Kong, there are only four. I would say four to five. 
45 female bikini IFBB pro. Yeah, so there's there are only a few and I'm very honored to be one of them. So it's definitely one of the my proudest moments. Um, but of course, another proudest moment is that I have my own gym now, right? I, like I said, I was I only had two clients to start it with to start with, and now I have my own gym. I can build my team, and people love my gym. I'm just very happy and proud. Every day I come here, and or I see like clients being happy. Um, they smile when they come here, and. Like, I just, I'm so happy. <laughs> like, even like, you know, throughout the whole gym outbreak before, uh, the coronavirus outbreak, I was dealing with quite a lot of stress. My boyfriend also got sent to quarantine camp. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, but then like every member of the gym, they sent me like supportive messages, like clients and coaches, they were so helpful. And when we posted our video on, what measures we're doing to protect client safety. A lot of clients messaged me or us, like we're so proud to be a HIPPT member. Like you guys have done amazing, love being a member. It just makes me happy, yeah. But yeah. And then the last proudest moment, I think, well moments, I think it's just whenever I help a client change their life. It's the satisfaction I get. To be honest, um, it's not just helping people look better. Like I think for some other coaches, when they see us transformation coaches, they just think, "Oh, we're so shallow. We just care about how we look." It's really not that. Like, like for example, I have a client. Um, when she came to me, she just gave birth and she had a bit of body image, she wasn't happy, and she was at a point, she told me that she couldn't look at Mira, she would never take photos because she would throw up. She said she would throw up looking at herself. Um, even when I did take the before photos for her, she would never look at them. She was like, don't show me, I'm disgusting. And then after 12 weeks of training, she dropped more than 10 kg and she looked amazing and then she started having more confidence she was like yeah show me the photos and she would wear nice dresses and she was like just so much happier and now she doesn't train with me anymore but she still goes to gym to do her own training she stays active she eats well so it's one of the life-changing stories i can think of so it's not just helping people look better it's just we want to help them improve or hopefully change life. Yeah, it's inside out. Yeah. When a transformation that big happens. Exactly. Sure. So just whenever clients make the results they they want, they ask for, and when they have life changing stories to share, I'm just so proud. Yeah. So these three moments I think. <laughs> so is that how you define success then? Like when clients give you that affirmation that you're doing well? Or how do you define success? For a being a coach for being a coach for being an athlete anything for being an athlete obviously the most obvious thing is to win or to to place well that mm -hmm. that is the most obvious success but i also think the other side is how i can inspire people i think i never thought i had the ability to do that and my social media platform i don't even have that many followers <laughs> but but I'm just so surprised I have in, 
been able to inspire other people. There would be girls messaging me saying how much I've inspired them or changed their lives or even just got them into some habits. I, I have clients from overseas because they follow me on IG. So people from Japan, Singapore, or even Canada, they contact me, contact me through IG for coaching. And now I have one of my newest clients that I train. Um, she's only 17 years old, but she messaged me and she just tells me all the time how much I inspire her. And, and I do want to be a role model for her. So I think for me to be successful is that I have the ability to inspire people and help people like that. Um, and then in the gym, of course, I think in the gym is building a good team and helping delivering what we promise to clients. But the thing is not everyone, like I want to be completely honest, not everyone makes the result. Clients might get stressed throughout the pro process, even though we try to help them, but we, we know when to pull back when we need to. For example, there are clients that are facing perhaps um, a lot of stress and and they don't want to really be on a deficit. They're doing like, they're just struggling with quite a lot of things. So at that point, we don't really want to like stress them out. We will help them, we'll still help them make results, but perhaps not as aggressive within 12 weeks. We want to make it more like a prolonged journey, um, perhaps. And we have clients coming in perhaps with eating disorder, then we help them improve that. So sometimes it's not just a before after photo to determine the success. It's just making them happy, overcoming the issues, whatever issues they may have. It could be stress, it could be body image, it could be eating disorder. So if we can find a way to make their lives better, that's our success. How common do you think eating disorders are amongst the bodybuilding community? Oh, very common. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like at some yeah. point I had that as well. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah. Um, but th that is why, well, to be honest, I'm not sure if I have that, but I definitely have binge ate before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely face binge eating disorder. No, not disorder. I don't want to say disorder. Sometimes binge eating once or twice doesn't mean you have binge eating disorder, but I've definitely done that before. But thankfully, I was aware of it and I wanted to make changes. So it was corrected quite quickly. Yeah. Um, so now I try to almost always promote this message to girls as well. I'm definitely not a professional, I'm not a doctor, yeah. so I, sh I don't want to give like professional advice, if you know what I mean, yeah. but I can share my journey with people who hopefully, uh, who might be facing the same struggles and hopefully can make it useful. Um, so my number one I always tell clients, even clients that are on diet now, I'll say like, I don't want it to be so restrictive where they will develop binge eating disorder. That's when I say I will customize the diet plan, include things that they want to have. There are clients that might just want to eat the same thing over and over again because they don't want to stress over food, then that's great. But if a client say, I really need to have different choices of food, then I'll help them provide several meal plan, or even if they want to go do, if it fits your macros, that's also fine. So I want to really find, find a way that helps them improve. I don't want to worsen the, the issue, but also I just 
I always advise people to、um, not base their happiness around food. I know food is great.、Uh, we do. We all enjoy food, but we shouldn't be so focused on food that. That it dictates our happiness. Like if we can't have certain food, we get depressed. It shouldn't be like that. So I want to promote this message because a lot of people, when they get on a diet, they just they might start saving images of food. Like they start like、um, planning a list of restaurants that they will go after the transformations. And I just I don't let them do that. I just say yes. Have a couple of meals. Moderately, mindfully, food will always be there. Like, don't make yourself sick from one big meal, and just learn to have a balance,、mm-hmm. right? And also, just detach your emotions from food, and learn to share. So there are all the little things that I have shared with people. Like, for example, when I finished my competition prep, of course, I went through like a very aggressive、uh, weight weight loss journey,、um, and after. After show, we call it post show. Usually, girls just pack two big bags of food, and then they have like list of restaurant they want to go. But for me, I stopped doing that. And whenever I wanted to try, also there would be things that I wanted to try after competition. But I would just ask James to share with me. Like I want to have this big cookie. Can you share with me? Like you just want to try it, but you don't have to like stuff your face with、yeah. two boxes of. That's、cookies. such a good tip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, also you can have a little bit more, but just don't make yourself sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually, when the food is there, you want to eat it, but then you'll feel too full after, or you feel sick after. It's not really worth it. Yeah.、Um, yeah. Just thinking of other ways to do that. I love that. And detaching yourself from, detaching、yeah. your emotions from food. Yeah, enjoy it, but find other hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Find other things that make you happy yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I want to kind of take a little bit of like a U turn and go back. So we talked about success. Was there a time in your life that you feel like you failed? To be honest, I don't feel like there is a point I feel like I have failed. Maybe just because I don't really look at it like that. Like、yeah. I don't really look at failure as failure. Okay. I just look at it as a stepping stone. Yeah. Um. And I I am quite positive in a way. <laughs> <laughs> like when I'm in the lowest point, I never feel like it's a failure. I feel like it's a beginning of something else. Like something great is about to happen. I I really always think like that. I'm not just saying that. Um, I really can't think of an example now, but I feel like obviously there have been times where I was quite quiet in cl- with clients, like not having a lot of sessions. That means not making a lot of money. But I never felt like oh, it's a fail. I was just like okay,、um, great things are gonna happen. I'm gonna also like keep working on it, promote more, focus more more on my current clients and. Sharing results and stuff,、um, and then it would just happen. Like then I had like boom, all of a sudden like three referrals and then like two inquiries from here and that.、Um, and when I left my previous job,、um, another gym in Central, when I left that job, I did feel quite stressed at the time, but I never felt it was a failure. I just thought, okay, it opened an other door. Like, I left this job. Yeah, so what? Like, 
now i'm just gonna do my own thing i'm gonna freelance for a bit and there will be another opportunity and of course then now we have our own gym so i think i i don't think i have really failed because i always have this mindset where yeah. when i'm in a lower point i feel like I believe that something great is gonna happen. You just keep putting yeah. one foot in front of the other. Exactly, and, yeah. exactly. And I always I always talk to my boyfriend about that as well because obviously like we work together, mm-hmm. we live together, and when he has had like stressful moments like that in the past, I also told him like don't stress, great things are gonna happen. And so he also like left his last job well, that we that we worked to- together in and he was in like a lower point in life um and we just had this discussion where i also told him like don't stress great things are gonna happen and then he started focusing on his online coaching and it was so successful he's gotten like so busy with that and then and then again now we have our own gym so yeah i i just always believe in that i think have the positive mindset but of, of course that doesn't mean you just don't do anything about it and hope for the best like you still need to work towards it but just don't be discouraged yeah so sorry was, i didn't really give you no, the answer you wanted no <laughs> i think that's a perfect way of looking at it because i am the complete opposite i am such a stress case so yeah. if i fail i'm like <gasps> i can't like breathe yeah. but it's so right and just like you said at the beginning of this conversation, if you stop and do nothing, nothing's going to change anyways. Yeah, so exactly. you have to keep moving. It's not a option to stay still. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I think it applies to competition as well. Like I have, there were several times, I was like, my last show to won their professional status, the pro card, it was the first show I won a show. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Previously, I was always placing third, second, fourth, and of course that at the time it seemed like failure yeah. but of course you just go back to drawing board keep working mm. then also get to the end point where, yeah 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 i think it's also a good example of saying like you're never going to be the best at anything straight away yeah exactly yeah. so yeah. i don't know why we expect ourselves <laughs> to do that yeah exactly. so i'll take a little bit of a different turn now so obviously you're a coach you're an athlete have you faced any troubles being a woman in sport Oh yes, <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, I mean, uh, I don't love it. Well, in sport, well, obviously not in bikini competition because yeah. all all athletes okay. are women, right? Yeah. Um, but in a as a coach, as a female coach, well, there are two struggles. <laughs> um, the first struggle is that there are people who don't believe that we are good enough, right? So they come here, even female clients sometimes they ask the demand for male coach so when they are assigned with a female coach they might say they want to switch or something right they don't believe in our ability and i've had clients that have been training with me obviously they came to they came to me so they completely believed in me and they trusted me and when they told their friends that they were getting trained by someone and then people were like oh who is he what what's his name and then like she was like no it's a girl it's karen and they're like what a girl and then like so they will they would just immediately think oh a good coach must be a a male coach and then of course as a woman there are also male clients that give unwanted attention (laughs) or or when they send you inquiries they might have like unreasonable requests yeah so sometimes you do think it's pretty disrespectful Mm -hmm. Um, but I've learned to 
deal with these situations in like a professional way. Yeah. yeah. I so mean, it's just shit that you have to deal with that though. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I I'm sure I'm not the only yeah. female coach that has faced that. I was teaching a class once with a group of people, and then with my partner because he's also a coach. Yeah. And at the end of the class, this guy came up to me and he was like, "Why are you teaching it?" Why is it your partner like leading the class? And I was like, and I just like wanted to hit him. I was like, dude, really? It's so sad that we're still dealing with this now. Exactly, but well, but I do think that the situation is improving now. There are more and more female coaches, and a lot of good female coaches actually. Um, So I think that we have all proven to people that what we're capable of. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel a kind of responsibility to be better than the guys? I mean, to be honest, I do feel pretty great when <laughs> I'm better than some certain male coaches yeah. or, or like even like lifting a little bit heavier than guys in the gym. I do feel some sort of happiness. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, just I, I just focus on myself to be honest. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's a good way to be. Yeah, but um, I've actually recently um, shared a video of myself and my male client mm-hmm. on IG and yeah we just he also said like he he said in an, in an interview that people saying male clients should go with male coaches that's BS like I've really enjoyed Karen's coaching and I'm his 10th coach Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> and he has made the results with me. Yeah. So I think it's great. It's great to prove that we can do what male coaches can do, if not better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But of course male coaches are good as well. I'm not saying we are all better, but I'm just saying like we should be looked at equally. And what is the environment like backstage on a show? Ooh. A completely different turn. <laughs> a lot of rice cake and peanut butter. Oh really? <laughs> no, backstage, you know what? Uh, there are two types of girls backstage. Okay. Well, I, o- I always say girls because I only focus on bikini athletes, but yeah. obviously there will be guys and girls backstage. Um, but there are two types. One is the social type that is like always taking selfies, chatting, um, yeah, they just yeah. took so many selfies, and I'm definitely not that type backstage. <laughs> I barely have any backstage photos, cause I would be the one that is like that would just have my earphones in, legs up to rest, because we don't want to hold too much water in our lower body. Um, so usually we just lie flat, legs up. We only move when we maybe practice posing. So for me, I'm the quiet type because on that day I'm quite focused like i don't really want to talk to a lot of people um i'm not angry or anything i'm not angry i just really want to i i guess i'm also nervous right i just want to like focus on what i need to get done in the next hour or so and just rest so usually it's just a lot of brown people because we're all tanned a lot of people lying on the floor legs up chilling um pumping up and then or girls that are just taking plenty of selfies (laughs) yeah so you listen to music is that how you psych yourself up to get on stage or is there like a little ritual that you do that's Um, like now it's go time to be fair i don't tend to think so much because the more i think about it the more nervous i get Mm. so i really just chilled legs up well i go to the bathroom a lot to make sure okay i'm not sure if I, i sound gross but i make sure there's absolutely nothing in my stomach (laughs) 
before you stand on stage because we have to keep the stomach really really tight um, to be fair on that day we are usually quite dehydrated so it shouldn't be a lot of things to come out but I still do anyway like just to make sure there's like last bit of water that is out um, and then I just practice posing because posing is a really big part of competition um, no matter how good you look if you don't look confident in your posing or if you mess up your routine you can really be marked down and no matter how good we think we are off stage when we step on stage with a lot of eyes on you you will get shaky nervous so i would just practice a lot and then just chill until i have to step on stage usually before stage we'll do a little pump up like just to get the muscles a little bit fuller and and then like we'll line up and i would then i will start looking at other girls usually i don't really look at other girls then i will see how they do on stage and then get the vibe and pay attention to the music they're playing because we don't get to choose the music so it will be the music um the organizer is playing at the time so i would just like try to get myself into the music like see what vibe they're giving mm-hmm. <laughs> i've been to a competition in like taiwan it was such a good show but the music they used was like definitely not what i would get used to i think it was like some chinese song and i was just like how do i like because you want to imagine you're dancing it's like kind of you have to be like so sassy on stage like a little bit shaking here and there swing your hip a little bit so i'm just like how am i gonna get into this music yeah so my posing was actually quite bad maybe i'm blaming the music maybe i just wasn't good but yeah definitely so i just wanted to get myself into that zone where i just yeah. feel confident because you got to show that personality right exactly yeah. exactly um then we're i've competed in six or seven competitions wow um I and that was sorry in three four years right three years yeah 2017 18 19 um no i like six six shows so I've competed in six competitions. Um, I would say there were probably only two competitions. I felt like I was really giving my best okay. in terms of presentations. Mm-hmm. Like there were always like some some little areas that I felt like I could have improved yeah. on. Like maybe I was too nervous, shaking a little bit, or like slipping a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the worst nightmare is to fall on stage. Yeah. yeah Does so- that happen often? I don't think it happens often, okay, but good. it's never happened to me, okay, thankfully. Yep. Fingers crossed. Uh, touch wood, yep. touch wood. Um, but I have seen it yeah. happen to other girls. Yeah, That would make so, me cry. Because you'll be like wearing like four inches high heels yeah. on stage. And yeah, so it would be the worst nightmare. And yeah, so my goal is to not fall and complete my routine on yeah. stage. Do you get like a little bit of time to do an individual routine or is it kind of like the um, where you're in a line? Usually, yes. Yeah. Okay. So in most shows, um, you usually in pre, we have pre-judging and finals. So usually pre-judging, you get into a lineup and then the, the probably a line of five to six girls. Oh, yeah. 
then the head judge will move you girls around uh, to compare and then like I'm not sure if you've heard or if you've paid attention to Mm -hmm. bodybuilding shows but they will be people always like celebrate when when they're center stage okay yeah when you're like split center or center stage that means you're first or second Mm -hmm. Um, so they usually move who they think are the best of the day to the middle yeah so so you just all try to get in the middle and then like um i remember like just when the feeling when you get moved to the middle i literally just have tears in my eyes yeah like so happy and like i said i always went on stage being quite humble like i as in like i never felt like fully fully confident i'm gonna win this show um so like i still remember in japan 2019 it was so many girls there were so many girls in my class and i spoke to my other girlfriend that was also competing on the show i was like if i was in first call out which is the top five or six girls i would be happy like i didn't even expect much just be put me in the first call i'll be happy and then they moved me to center and i got second place at that show but it was better than i expected and i was like i said sometimes i don't necessarily you compete to win but sometimes when i don't win i don't really get discouraged like when i look my best when i improve from last show or last season i am happy and when i look apart when i'm next to all the competitive girls then i'm happy yeah how yeah. big are the shows normally like how many people would be in a certain division oh it, it really depends okay. I, I think it really depends but for a pro qualifier it can get pretty uh competitive okay um i would say i can't say an exact number but i think for the bikini division itself maybe 100 to 150 for for a bigger show um so usually there are several we we determine the class by height Mm -hmm. so we go by height um usually i'm in the middle b or c i'm not the shortest not the tallest um usually the shorter girls they are the most competitive so many girls in in the shorter classes yeah so so usually how it works is that you have to win your class so you have to be the best in your high class Mm -hmm. then you compete for overall overall will be the winner of each high class to compete again and then usually in asian shows um the winner the overall overall winner will get the pro card Um, or in bigger shows like Olympia Amateur, it will be top three. So three over top three overall will okay. win the pro card. Yeah. When you say it like that, I feel like you need to be making a bigger deal of the fact that you're a pro. Like you said yeah. at the beginning, I don't want to be cocky, but <laughs> to be cocky, that is an amazing achievement. Yeah. So many girls. Thank you. So many shows, and Thank you got you. it. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny because like pretty much all IFBB pros all over the world. They have the Instagram handle as like something something like Karen IFBB Pro. Yeah. Like we all put this in the handle, yeah. and then like it's like a thing, it's right? So much work yeah. paid off. Though. Exactly, it's just a handle, but we care about it so much. And I remember when I won, finally mm. won, I couldn't believe it. But I asked my boyfriend. Should I change the name tonight or tomorrow? Because <laughs> I didn't want to seem so like eager like, to. As you're walking yeah, off the stage. So eager to change my name. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I did the night. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't wait until the next day. I wouldn't. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what would be your biggest lessons that you've learned 
for bikini competition, I think really to hire a coach that knows the division and that obviously you work well with. Um, like I said, I worked well. I worked with several coaches, and I think it's really important to click with the coach that you. Can you I work. just turn the mic yes. a little bit? Sorry. And, <laughs> yeah. So should I repeat the whole thing? No, I think it's okay. You can go on if you want. Yeah. So I think it's really important to find a coach that knows, understands the division, uh, because everyone can get you in shape. As in in lean yeah. shape, but do we do they understand what they're really looking for in bikini division? I don't know if you paid attention, but it's so specific, it's so subjective as well. Yeah. Like you have to be lean but not so lean. Like you can't be shredded, but you can't hold too much body fat, and you have to have like round shoulders but not too big. <laughs> like you have to have to have the balanced physique, small waist, like. Like muscular but not too muscular. It's really hard to nail the look. Um, so, um, so like I see a lot of people hiring just like a personal trainer at the gym to help them prep, but they haven't coached anyone to be, compete in a bikini division. They probably don't even know what the judges are looking for. So I think it's really important to find a coach that actually knows it. They have helped girls compete in shows and their girls look good or they just know the standard. I think it's really important because I have made this mistake before not knowing what they were looking for and I ended up looking a little bit too conditioned for the show. Um, obviously, I worked so hard for for the competitions but then the judge said oh you work too hard <laughs> like now you're like too flat you're too too conditioned for bikini and also i didn't hire a posting coach at the time so i just learned everything through youtube and then when i looked back at the video i just cringed so hard <laughs> like so that's why i say now yeah. learning from my own mistake please hire a coach for both prep and posing because and i have had like some professional help with posing as well i feel way more confident like yeah so i think hire a coach that knows yeah. what's going on it's also safer as well i feel like yeah. if it was just a regular pt and stuff just hanging out at exactly, the gym exactly exactly yeah. you don't want to like you know like you really like i said you you sacrifice so much when you prepare for a competition you don't want to work so hard but end up not doing well just because you're doing the wrong thing you rather you did your best but then you just happen to be stand on step on stage with other better girls on, on a day. But at least you did your best and you really did everything you could. But if you just didn't even follow the rules or standard, it's just kind of wasting your effort. Yeah. And you're also putting your your body through quite a lot of stress as well. Prepping is hard. Like it's a lot of like stress for your body. I think with life I'm not sure if it's a lesson learned, but I always have this mindset where I like to take risks. It's pretty much my life philosophy. <laughs> like, just do it. Like, I always say yes to opportunities. Like, just think, well, maybe not like that bad, but like, I would say, con like, worry less. Um, like, when I competed, I'll see, like, stepped out of my comfort zone, never thought I would compete. But 
take the risk, just compete. And then like I went overseas to compete, take the risk. And then when I switched from office job to coaching, literally the biggest risk I could ever take, right? That would have been like, so scary. Yeah, too. I went from like stable income monthly to like freelancing. You literally get paid per hour, and I had two clients, <laughs> so I couldn't even afford the gym rent at the time. Um, so, but it was a huge risk, but I decided to take it, and I'm just so happy now, and I am. What I consider quite successful in this career right now, I think, yeah. And a lot of people did wonder why I made a switch, but now a lot of girls actually, not girls, a lot of people actually message me and say how much they envy me because I am doing what I love for a living. Yeah, it doesn't have to be fitness coaching; it can be anything in life. But some people might be stuck in a job that they really don't like. Then I encourage them to take more opportunities. Well, but don't just quit your job today and blame me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I think worry less and just take the opportunities. Yeah. yeah. So I think lesson from my own life for sure: take risks. What would be the number one piece of advice you give any client that walks through the doors today? Number one piece. Of advice, trust your coach. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the people who know.、Um, no, I think just. Well, I want to say that just don't worry about getting started. Just get started.、Yeah. You know, a lot of people worry so much. Oh, am I gonna be able to follow the plan? Or、uh, what happens when this? Happen when I have events or everything, or if I don't reach my goal, or if the process is slow,、um, just just get started because, like said, the destination is there. Like if you if you don't ever get started, you will never get there, right? So just get started. Don't don't worry too much.、Um, but of course, if you come to us, just trust us. Let us help you because our job is to. Make your journey stress-free. I think the get started, yeah, one for sure. Like sometimes we always wait for like the perfect opportunity, or we just we just worry too much about what if,、mm-hmm. right? But or just think maybe we're not good enough. But just believe that if you never get started, you will never get to the end、yeah. goal, right? If you want to go to Saikong, if you never leave Central, you won't get to Saikong. Yeah, Saikong <laughs> like, is so far yeah, away. Yeah, it might be one hour away, but you need to、yeah. get on a bus, get on a taxi. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good analogy. Actually, it's like, well, it's far, but if you don't ever go there, yeah, then you stay at home for the yeah, weekend. Good work, enjoy home. That, that is such a good way. I love looking at it like that. Yeah. What's something you'd want to say to the haters, Karen? Haters. To the people who said you couldn't do it, to the people who doubted you, anybody, if you doubted yourself, what would、oh. you say? Look at me now. Well, look at me now.、Yeah. <laughs> Stop hating. Just support. No. Um. I well, for people, I do think. Well, stop judging, right? Yeah. yeah, people are too judgmental nowadays. I think you said it pretty well. You're like, just focus on yourself and do the work. Yeah, just... yeah. A lot of people criticize a lot. I mean, for me, I think for me, maybe carry a little bit more muscles, or perhaps I do show a bit of skin walking on the street. But I, I think I do get looks.、Yeah. 
So stop judging people. Just you know, people say you shouldn't fat shame. You you also shouldn't muscle shame, right? Like just let people live their life, do what they really love doing. But then on the other hand, we also should stop caring what other people think.、Um, just do what we love to do, and don't let other people. Opinion affect us in a negative way. I could not think of a better way to finish. Yeah,、that. I don't know why it even came to my head, <laughs> but yeah, I think just honestly, do your own thing, live your life. But then other people, please let us live our life. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. No problem. I feel like you're、It's、the perfect、pleasure. person because I feel like bodybuilding, like you said, like people muscle shame as well. Yeah. And I feel like girls who are in there rocking like femininity and also having some muscles, like you said. Beating the boys in the gym yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It's the perfect. I just love it so much. So thank, thank you, you so much. It's my pleasure. It's so much、yeah. fun. Thank you. I will have you back for sure. Thank you. We'll just chat about <laughs> random shit next well, let's time. Let's do the review first. People might hate it. Then you don't want to like get me here. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> thank you so much for doing no this. No problem. And to the people at home, thank you for listening to another episode. If you want to find Karen on Instagram, you can find her at karenfit.ifbbpro. And if you'd like. To be coached by Karen or a member of her team, I will put the link to their gym down below. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful week.